Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward, who has over 10 years experience in the markets. Hello, everyone. How are you? Podcast has a simple format, which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week, we're discussing Pinterest, eBay and PayPal. First things first, though, Henry, how has your week been? Yeah, no, the week has been been very, very good. Well, I want to I want to thank Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> uh, I want, and I want to thank everyone around him. And as we as we know that Bitcoin has had a nice rally and as you also know from my webinar, so that I'm not I'm not the biggest advocate of cryptocurrencies. Uh, look, Dylan, I've said it. I know, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do trade a lot of stocks, and one of the stocks that I'm in is Square Inc. And Square Inc. have heavily heavily invested into the likes of cryptocurrency. So when Elon went in, Square massively took off, and yeah, look, I had it's done really really well and um, the same with with copper and some of the other ones that we've, we've traded the china 50 and uh, it's just the markets are doing well we're in the middle of a bull run at the minute with stocks and they have done extremely well we talked last week about potentially dollar getting stronger it now looks like that strength in dollar is just about to turn around but and, and get weaker again but yeah the markets have been have been pretty good to us now over the last week just going back to your Elon uh, comment, Tesla invested 1.5 billion into buying Bitcoin, and they've also said that they will start accepting Bitcoin as payments moving forwards. But if you look at the company, you know they're worth 800 billion, so 1.5 billion really isn't much for them. So do you think this could almost be a bit of a PR spin for for old Elon? You know he is the master of that game. You, you say that, Dylan. What revenue did Tesla make last year? Tesla makes 700,000 in revenue last year. Yeah, so they've made more from Bitcoin's price movement within a week than they did in the whole quarter through uh, car sales. Uh, absolutely. And that's, and that's the silly thing about it. They almost, they almost matched when, when Bitcoin went up to the, what was it? Uh, I don't even actually remember the high. Um, but when I hit that high, they had made as much in the year of car sales as it did from that one investment in crypto, whether it's an investment, whether it is they are going to start bringing it in and, and accepting Bitcoin. But look, it is it was a, it's a decent move. If any of the crypto hodlers are, are happy, people like myself who have invested in in stocks that are 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 linked to the likes of cryptocurrencies, look, it's been a win-win situation for a lot of people. Put it like that, that he was able to make more money through Bitcoin price movement in a week than the, all the revenue from car sales in the whole quarter. Is that not a bit worrying that a company which is valued at 800 billion and is in the top 10 biggest companies by market cap, when they're making so little revenue? Oh, un- unbelievable. You have no idea. And um, to put this stat into perspective is that Tesla have had four quarters in a row that have been profitable. Now, if you took out the green government uh, payments that they are, the, the government 
what do you call it, the, the green the green tokens that they get from the government, if you took them out of it, they would have had four quarters that they haven't been profitable. And that's... that's yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is... Tested. Yeah, that's not not great, is it? And this 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 is a company that everyone is in. Everyone is in. For instance, it's... Uh, look, is, we took it a long time ago and I'm up 900% on the trade. It's 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 flu, it's flying. It's, it's just one of these things that everyone likes... Elon, first and foremost, because look, he makes us money, so we, we don't care. Two, everyone seems to like technology behind it. Everyone seems to seems to be investing with the potential in the next three or four years, where will this be? Because we all know that uh, electrical cars are going to get banned in the UK uh, between uh, 20... That's petrol cars are getting banned, electrical yeah. will come in, rather than yeah. electrical getting banned. Absolutely, so 2030. So all, all petrol and diesel cars will, will get um, will get banned. So we, we understand that this market space is pretty hot, but also you will have the likes of General Motors, you'll have the likes of Toyota and all these other... Volkswagen, they will come out with their electric cars as well. And can they be more profitable? Can they streamline this a little better? And if they can, then Tesla could be in serious trouble. That's what I always find interesting is that all the big manufacturers now have an electric version or a hybrid version. You know, my, one of my favorite cars is the uh, the Range Rover Vela, and that's even got a hybrid version now. But, you know, you just have to look at the advertising that car companies are doing now. It's all for their electric models. Yeah. So okay. anyway... Let me talk about that for a, for a long time. But let's crack on with topic one, which is Pinterest. It's obviously a social media uh, platform. And really, social media platforms have been one of the big winners throughout this pandemic. They've gone from 459 million active global users a month up from 442 million last year. So how has this translated to revenue? So Pinterest has been one of these massive winners. And uh, look, uh, before before we ever started doing these podcasts, then I actually had no idea what Pinterest was. I've never really, really? heard of it. Yeah, I've never really heard of it. It's a, I'm a man. I've never but, used it, but I've always known about it. I, I'm a man who is um, who is who likes these simple things. Um, I was in construction for ten years, and now I'm in trading. H- how or why would I ever need Pinterest? The only the only the only reason I've ever used Pinterest since is. Uh, when I bought my flat and I was trying to design it, I got Pinterest and I actually designed uh, the layout of the flat on Pinterest first. And then I went off and then sourced all the all the things. So no, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was actually pretty cool. It was the first time I've ever used it. But uh, to that point, till our very first podcast, I had no idea what it was. And I know it didn't it didn't actually go live. But anyone who had bought Pinterest back then, you're up 339% if, if it had went live and we jumped in at that time. So it is, it's had a phenomenal run over the last couple of months. It's, it's, it's done extremely well. And then so looking at their quarterly earnings over this period, as you say, they have gone from strength to strength. Um, what's the difference between their Q3 and Q4 earnings? Well, all have been above the consensus, so they've been pretty, pretty good. As they, they, they have, they have smashed the sort of earnings out of it. So the Q4 earnings um, was up seven point seven percent above the consensus, which means that is really, really good news for something for something that's the size of, of Pinterest. So four hundred and forty-two million users. That is pretty good. And if, if they can actually um, do that and, and beat the consensus, it's really, really nice. Now, also, we talked about this on last Tuesday's webinar, and it was a there was a really really nice horizontal level. Now, from that horizontal level, it's popped up, and if anyone took it as the underlying asset, you're up thirty two percent. If 
if anyone took it as a CFD, you're up 2.2% or 220% in, in eToro terms. Um, so there was a really, really nice trade on this. This was something that was very easy to see from doing a quick Google search that we expected the Q4 earnings to be much better than expected. It had come back nicely to a horizontal level. And this is, this is where I'm talking about technical analysis and fundamentals. When they come together, it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> the trade just took off and it's, it's, it's flying at the moment. When we look at this huge database of uh, users that they have, so over 400 million, as you say, it's interesting to see that nearly 80% of them are actually from outside the US. So they're obviously doing something right there to be able to go global. And using this audience, how are they actually able to monetize the platform? Well, this seems to be Pinterest's biggest problem is trying to monetize. Now, something that has been a problem with them and how and, and there's a metric out there for all for all the likes of these social medias and it's called ARPU. So it's the average revenue per user. Now, in the US, Pinterest average revenue per user is about three dollars eighty five. And that was in that was in Q3. Now, when we look at the likes of Facebook, it's 7.89. Twitter is 4.30. So Pinterest's ARPU is pretty decent in the in the US. Okay. Now put this into perspective, their ARPU outside of the US is 21 cent. Okay. So it's it's there's there's a huge disparity between between the actual the actual ARPU outside the US and inside the US. And that's one of the things. So if we have 20% of four or four hundred and forty-two million outside the US, if they can get that up to one dollar, then this is huge. Okay. Now their target is two dollars. Now, if they can do that over the next two to five years, where do you think this will be at the moment? If this is this is now at um, at, a, at a price and it's after growing three hundred percent since um, since we first put it on the podcast, if we can get to that price where it's two dollars or even one dollar, this this is massively going to continue to grow if we can get there. Yeah, so there's certainly room for growth, but it's looking encouraging for Pinterest. On the downside, though, um, there's been various reports over the last couple of months of a bit of a toxic working culture. So I don't know if you saw this story. A group of Pinterest shareholders are currently suing the top executives, including actually the chief executive, Ben Silverman, um, for allegedly kind of creating this uh, discrimination in the company. So these sort of allegations, how can this affect a company and their share price? We can only ever go by um, what has what has happened previously. Okay, so and I, and I know I know the the compliance team will say past performance is never a future prediction for the future. Okay, but you nearly got I, there with the with the rest warning. <laughs> but past the performance th- is not an indication of future results. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the thing about it is that how as traders, how as people, how as a company, how do we ever predict the future? By looking at what happened. Now, for me, the biggest example of this is McDonald's. Now, I know they're two very, very different companies, but um, McDonald's CEO was um, was sacked because he was having inappropriate relations with one of his workers. Now, in the US, that is that is something that you can't do. What happened then is the stocks actually dropped 30%. Now, once they brought in a new CEO, 
all of a sudden, then the stocks took off again. Now, when we look at this, their earnings reports didn't change. The, the amount of people who wanted a stock didn't change. The only thing that changes is at the helm. And once they got someone in that the, the investors were happy with, the stock quickly rose. And at that particular point, I made about 30 to 40% on that. I actually bought it as an underlying asset. So it was actually a lot more than that. But it retraced the whole way back up and literally in a space of, uh, of less than a month. So if the likes of this happens on Pinterest, obviously known uh, it's bad news for the company and the workers and stuff like that. But as an investor, I relish it. Why? Because we'll have a pullback on the stock, whether it's 10, 20, 30%. And I'm getting a stock that I am very bullish on and I like the look of at a discounted rate. At the same time, though, with your comparison, you know, the, the McDonald's scenario was just one person. Well, this is more of a, a toxic whole kind of working environment and culture. So it's a lot of people versus just one person. Um, but as you say, you know, it has the potential to have a bit of a dip on the, the share price, which could be a good opportunity. But at the same time, if these allegations become anything more serious, then obviously there could be more downside to be had. Okay, well, let's move on to topic two then, which is eBay. So this is one of the original e-commerce platforms where people can buy and sell goods, new or old. So obviously there's a huge demand at the moment for online shopping. So how have eBay done this year? If we, if we looked at this as a normal year, we would have said eBay have done really, really well. They've had a, they've had a growth of, of 40%, which on a normal year would be absolutely phenomenal. But if you put into Pinterest, which Pinterest has grown 257% this year. Now, I understand that they're completely different models but if you look at the likes of and um, the likes of the social medias and you look at the likes of the e-commerce out there they have done extremely well through this pandemic they have they have been the winners throughout this whole this whole thing so uh, yes they're different business models but there is there is a huge comparison between them there still so last quarter ebay's active buyers rose five percent year on year to you know around the 180 million mark um and then they as you say had a stock growth of about 40 percent when you're comparing it to the likes of amazon who had 70 percent uh, shopify 160 percent etsy 300 percent growth you know uh, basically as you yeah as you mentioned it's a very hot, to- uh, hot hot sector at the moment so what are ebay doing at the moment to cash in on this time of unprecedented prosperity well, like many other e-commerce companies, that eBay are generating significantly higher growth over the past two quarters. And now the online purchasing accelerated throughout the pandemic, and that that is no no coincidence. That has that has happened across the board. So eBay expects its revenues to rise between nineteen to twenty percent this year. Okay, so now and that makes that makes eBay cheaper than all the other e-commerce platforms out there, but. There is, it, it is growing much, much slower. Like you said, that the likes of Amazon are one of the biggest companies in the world and it has grown 70% this year, whereas eBay are the third biggest e-commerce platform and they've, they've only grown 40. And it's, it, 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 I, understand, I understand that there are different types of business models where you have the likes of Amazons of this world are going direct to consumers where, where eBay is more sort of you as a consumer putting stuff up to, to sell something to another person. So it, it, I, the model is, is a slightly different model. But again, it's one of these things that we should have had more growth. So um, a rise of 19 to 20% next year, again, wouldn't excite me when I'm looking at the likes of Itzy that's, that's 300% up. 
Yeah, one of my concerns for eBay is that a lot, a number of competitors with deep pockets are kind of coming into their space. So you have the, even the likes of Facebook, who now have Facebook Marketplace, and that is pretty much a direct rival for eBay. You know, all the people I talk to are now using Facebook Marketplace, and I struggled to find many people who are talking about eBay in the same way that they did five years plus ago. Oh, um, but one of the things that is good about eBay is that their board has recently authorized a quarterly dividend increase of 13% to $0.18 per share, um, and is also expanding its stock buyback program to $4 billion. So how important is dividend payments when you're looking at an investment? So... Dividends, this is this is one that, that I have tried out over the, the last couple of years. Now, as a normal everyday investor like you and I, dividend means very, very little. To an idea is that I have Apple and I'm investing Apple for the last year. So I have 600 quid in Apple. I'm a, I'm a thousand pounds up on it. So all in all, I have 1,600 pounds invested. I, over the last 18 months, I've got a dividend of nine quid. Okay. Now, if you look at the likes of Oxy, I had 800 quid invested in it. I had that for about nine months and I got 53 quid uh, dividend over, over the eight or nine months. So the, the problem is, is for dividends to be any way decent, you have to go for these companies that have huge dividends. So now the likes of the likes of eBay doesn't have a huge dividend. So unless you have hundreds of millions to put into it, then a dividend is not is not something that uh, investors like you and I who have who have up to fifty grand into something doesn't really doesn't really entice us. We're looking for growth, so we can grow our money. Now, if you're a big investor, then yes, this would this would entice you a little bit more. But remember, there's an awful lot of more smaller guys, as we've seen with with what's been going on over the market over the last month. There's an awful lot more smaller guys in the world in trading than there is big guys. So. Um, Yes, for those guys, this will be this will be quite nice. It will probably attract one or two of the whales. But as a smaller investor, it, it doesn't entice us at all. Well, you say that, but if you want just a low risk option, you know, dividends is a good way to do it, where it's a bit more passive investing. Yeah, but if you're if you're doing the likes of that, there's much better ways of going. You could you could get into the S and P and buy that as an ETF, and that will make you. If you look at the uh, the, the Nasdaq or the S and P over the last forty years, it makes you ten percent a year. If you look at the Nasdaq uh, ETF, which is a QQQ, that returns you over the last fifteen years forty percent, or not forty, fifteen percent. If you look at ARKK, which is ARK, now I know ARK has had a really good year this year. It's 150, 52% this year, but over the last six years of day trading, they, they have done about 45% a year. So yes, I understand what you're saying, but if you're someone who is a savvy investor, there are much easier passive ways of making money than jumping into something the likes of eBay that has, that has, a, has a dividend rise. Just put it out there, nothing is easy in the trading world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to topic three then, which is PayPal. So by all accounts, PayPal had a blockbuster year, um, adding 72 million new active accounts in 2020, bringing it up to a total of around the 380 million mark. And total payment volume grew 31% from 2019 levels to $936 billion dollars i mean these are massive numbers and yeah. may i also point out another elon musk company yeah paypal and its digital wallet subsidiary vimeo have knocked out their quarter earnings 
out of the park. The, the revenue was adjusted earnings per share increased by 23% uh, and 29% year on year. And they're the fi- of their final months of 2020, they probably have been one of the biggest winners of this pandemic. And it's, it, it is it is just gone on from strength to strength with them. They've, um, I've been watching them. I've been looking at them. And uh, it, it is something that has, look, it, it's just been phenomenal what they've done. Yeah, I mean, it's a continuation on the fact that e-commerce sites are doing so well, as we've just mentioned in the last topic. And how do a lot of those website e-commerce companies carry out payments using PayPal? Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 that's it. Is that you have these these online payment systems have have done extremely well. You have everyone who is sitting at home. So if you're a business owner and you're sitting at home and you're wondering how do I how do I now give value to my clients? Whether you are a, a Pilates instructor, whether you're a yoga instructor, you're now going well. I can now do this from home, but how do I how do I how do I charge my clients? And the likes of the likes of Squares, the likes of the paper pals of this world is the likes of of those that have have now transformed people to actually still running a business still making money from the comfort of their own home and it's it's made life so much easier for people yes we are locked inside that is true we're still locked inside but people have grown their businesses exponentially why because instead of doing a one-on-one with one person they're now running these classes with 10 15 20 people in the room an interesting stat that I saw, um, which is actually an all-time high for PayPal, is that there's currently 144 hedge fund portfolios invested in the company. You know, looking at the share price, it's delivered 127% returns in the past 12 months. So do you feel that this can, can continue or it's just because of the pandemic that it's kind of had this amazing growth and once things go back to normal, people, you know, won't be using PayPal so often? Yeah, look, this this is a massive this is a massive stat. So, uh, 144 hedge funds have it in their portfolio. That that's that's amazing. Now, the short answer to this is is yes, yes, I expect this to continue growing. <laughs> that's the short answer. Now, the, the Q4 look was strong was a strong quarter, and the company has had annual results um, that have been spectacular. And they, they also expect the results for 2021 to be a great year. But it's also hard to find anything to criticize their quarter reports because PayPal um, have been a huge benefactor of the likes of coronavirus. Now, the big thing that, that, that PayPal have done is they've also, they've also invested into the likes of the crypto side of it. They've also started accepting um, cryptocurrency, which means then that they, they do have a little link with the likes of that, but not, not as much as the likes of Square or the likes of, um, the likes of Tesla or stuff like that, but they, they, uh, they have accepted. That was, I think that was in December when they, when they accepted that. So they are, are doing all the right things at the moment. They're saying all the right things. People are massively using their, their platform. And it's, it, it is just one of these companies that has gone on from strength to strength. And it is something that I am massively, massively upset about. One of the things that I really like about PayPal is that, you know, they've had this unprecedented year of growth, but they've not just sat there slapping each other on the back saying, what a great job we've been doing. They've actually been investing in several new products over this last year. Um, and so what have they introduced and why? It introduced some new really cool features. And, and the last one they included was uh, QR technology. Now, 
anyone that goes into um, any pub or restaurant or when we were out of lockdown, you just swiped up your phone on the camera and you've seen the, the QR code. So this is something that is that is is massively taken off over the last year. So this is something that we can use. So we can actually send and receive payments from a QR code on your phone. All you do is get someone to pop their camera over your QR code and then they've received the money. You have Venmo cards and the tap payments you know what I mean? So they have, they've also allowed users to trade cryptocurrencies through the platform. So they have, and they're always imitative. They, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know whether anyone has ever used the likes of, of PayPal. You can send and receive money by simply sending someone your email address. You can, uh, right. if you, yeah, oh, if, wow. you're, if, you're, if you're on the platform, it already has um, invoicing templates set out for you. You can do recurring payments. You can do all that. It, it's, it's a very, very user-friendly. So the, the way to explain it, it's, it's sort of a system for dummies sort of thing. The people who have never run a business before, everything is on it there for you. You, you literally have to click a button and, and just press send on it. And that's, and that's why it has gone on from strength to strength because there's so much put into the platform to make it easy for people. Sounds like something that we should definitely be keeping an eye on then and seeing how this new technology has an impact on their already uh, upwards looking trajectory. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And anyone who's been on my Tuesday webinars, we have talked about it in in quite depth. And uh, I said to you a little bit earlier on there, and you, you sort of missed my comment is going, yeah, it's gone up and I'm, and I'm unhappy about it. And why I'm unhappy about it? Because I consistently, consistently keep missing my entry on it. It come back to a double bottom there about seven or eight days ago. It had a, a really nice pullback. And I was looking at entering into it. And for some reason or another, I got busy with work. I got busy with looking at other charts and I went back to it. And I was like, no, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it has taken off. It, it, I, would have, I would have hit my three to one or, or 300% up if I had taken a trade. And it's all if, buts, or maybes now at the moment. But yes, it is at all-time highs. We, we do need some sort of a pullback on this. And I would sort of let this run now. And then the pullback. And once I get in and that pullback, that's where that's where I'll be looking to invest where that's where people should be looking to invest, whether it's the underlying asset, whether it's the CFD. And but this is something that looks like it will continue growing for the next at least 12 months. But again, time will tell. Great. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else that people should be keeping an eye on? Well, look, something that I'm keeping a massive eye on is the indices market. So we have the likes of the German and the UK and the French all slowly turning. They're slowly turning. They have they had a little pullback over, over the last couple of days and they're now on these horizontal levels. So it's all something that I'm looking at. Then we can't look past cryptocurrencies. If, if Bitcoin takes off, all the all kinds are taken off and you have loads of you've loads of them, loads of them running at the moment. You have some of them almost at, at record highs. So any of the hodlers are, are very, very happy with that. And then again, look, the stock market is flying. We're we're in a huge bull market at the moment. It is it is now just protecting yourself and making sure that if we get any drop in the market slash crash. Um, now I don't mean a correction. I mean a crash. That you have your stop losses moved up. That you're you're out of the market. And then once that happens, then you jump back in. Whether this happens on the crypto, whether this happens on the stock market, just make sure you're 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 all set up for it. 
Well, thanks very much for that. And thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which can be found by typing in the Toro Trading School via Google. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we will catch you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>